want to welcome everybody to the first podcast of Houston and Scruggs. Um, we've been we've talked about this for a little while, but I've been trying to get together a podcast for a few years now, and I finally finally decided to get together, and this is actually our first podcast. Um, I'm Houston, and this is my friend Scruggs. Say hi, Scruggs. What's up? How y'all doing? Uh, we look forward to talk uh, having this podcast, and today is our first one, so we're kind of excited, and it's about relationships and, you know, what we've gone through personally, what we've seen on social media and things of that nature. Um, so let's kind of kick it off, so, you know, let's get going. Um, the first thing, probably the biggest thing we talk about is is social media and how it affects relationships nowadays. We, um, yeah, it, it, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to jump in to say social media has a, a big deal to do with relationships. And it's crazy because you think about years ago when it was just so simple and social media kind of gave you an impression of what it's supposed to be or what it's not supposed to be. And really, that's just not what it is. I mean, me being in three long-term relationships now, I mean, it's it's not what you see you know, per se. And it's crazy how people can jump on social media and they make their relationship seem like something that's not. And it's portrayed differently. And I just think that people should stop and and think, you know, about real love. I think people are, are so caught up in social media that they lose sight of what love really is. You Do you, do you feel the same way, Mike? I do. I do. And, you know, everybody's just, they put stuff on social media just for likes and um, just kind of see how everybody reacts. But here's the thing, and I've noticed this over got a period of years, if if you put every step of your relationship on social media, it's going to fail. And it's been proven time after time. Every time someone says how much they love each other and how they're going to be together and how they have relationships and things of that nature, it's just a countdown to the destruction of that relationship. I agree. I do agree. I, I, I've i never been the type to, you know, put everything that I do on social media. I mean, I, I'm active. You know, I post here, I post there, but you'll never just really know what's truly going on. I mean, we've all said things out of anger or a post here, a post there, but, you know, ultimately – putting everything that goes on in your house and your relationship and everything like that, it, it, it is disruptive because it gives people a way into your life and then they start assuming and then they start asking this person and asking that person and it kind of turns into a whole he say, she say, it's only here and this and that and, it, and it's just all bad. It is, it is. And... I think a lot of people, it's hard to kind of avoid social media because that's what everybody's lifestyle is because everybody's life is in their phone. So, you know, I know people that would give up their own cars just so they wouldn't have to spend a second without their phone, and it's pretty sad. And that's why why we see a whole lot of relationships kind of drizzle because they're so reliant on what social media accepts and what they don't accept and, you know, what's popular and what the what the fad is just you know, particular right now, and it's just, it's it's sad. It's really sad because people have gotten away from what the relationships actually are. But the crazy thing is, from what I've seen, is that 
they said the divorce rate has gone down with the new millennials, and I just don't really know where they came up with those numbers. I don't know how accurate that it is, but I just thought it was an interesting fact. Yeah, that that, that is interesting. Um, it could just be a lot of people stay in relationships. You'd be surprised how many people stay in relationships because they're comfortable or because this is what they've always done and because uh, this child will be happy and because, you know, my family will think this or my friends will say that or, you know, it, it's it's interesting because it's not usually about him or her or her and her and him and him. It's always about something else. I mean, you know, a lot of people are unhappy trying to be in happy situations and, I really believe that's why a, a lot of things happen the way they happen because no one is truly trying to be happy. They just want to sell. It, I mean, it's easier. I mean, it, it really is easier to just come home and do what I've done, you know, 365 days each day than to actually go and shoot, you know, for something different. Absolutely. And, I, you know, it's it's easier from a point standpoint of, you know, we've been together for five years. We've got the cable bill together. You know, we'd have to take the other person's name off. You know, stupid shit like that. People find reasons to stay together, you know. So it's, it's crazy because, you know, people could be completely unhappy. It could be abuse. It could be uh, verbal or physical. And they'll stick with them just because they have a, one thing about them that they love. And a lot of cases like that from experiences that I've seen, is the sex. If the sex is out of sight, they will stay in a relationship. Doesn't matter how broke the person is, how mean they are to them, if they're abusive to them, if they just make them feel like the worst person, but the sex sets it off. So five years into the future, they actually make it. So I, it's just, it, it, it's crazy that people will do that, but it happens. It happens really common. And it's, it's got to get to the point where you're in a relationship for so long for that one thing, and then you just realize how miserable you are, and it just sets into depression and just turns out to be kind of the worst thing you've ever experienced, and you don't know how to come back from that, you know. Right, and, and I totally agree. And, and sex plays a major role <laughs> in relationships. I mean, it's major. And, you know, I also find it, even if it's not solely about sex, I find it that, and especially in women, that when a woman has invested a whole lot into a relationship, uh, she begins to want to mold a situation into what she thinks, you know, it has the potential to be. Even if it don't, doesn't have that potential, that's just a woman. And you mean like, even talking about like mold the man or something? Correct. It's for what they feel that, you know, oh, well, I know he has the potential to go out there and get a job tomorrow. I'm not going to give up on him even though he hasn't got that job yet. Or I know he has the potential to help me take care of our kids even though he hasn't done it yet. But I'm going to stick with it. And the thing is, is... That's actually not too bad as long as it's not going into like three and four years or even two, you know. I mean, maybe, but but if, if you're not getting what you truly need from a situation, from a person, you can't continue year after year after year to try to 
towards something that may not even be in this person. It's just something you want him to have. Right. You, you can't, you know, you can't, oh, well, he said he can do it, and, and as long as I'm pushing it, I, I know he will one day. And then you'll wake up, you know, 60, 70 years old with a, a doled-out marriage and, you know, unhappiness, and you've wasted years. I think people have to understand when the cutoff time is more right. than anything else. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, and it just depends on the person. Because, yeah. you know, I had I had a discussion with a guy the other day about relationship, and, you know, men are always the primary breadwinners. And they always feel if you don't have a decent job, not just a job, but a decent job, it's like a lot of women nowadays, based on social media, basing on the trends that they see that their celebrities like and stuff like that, the man can't provide a certain amount of salary to the point where they get them what they want. They're not worth it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But I I don't feel that men – I have to disagree that – I don't – you know, yeah, men may be primary breadwinners, but you've seen a lot more women being breadwinners. Oh, yeah. You are seeing a lot more men staying home and, you know, that type. Um, I mean, some men pride themselves on being the breadwinner. I, I do agree on that. I guess that's um, uh, something I guess maybe you could explain more about how it is for insight, you know, from a man's perspective. And it is. You know, men like to be the head of the relationship. It's kind of like that alpha male thing. And it's so few. And and some men don't care, but some men, a a lot of percentage of men do. You know, if your woman's making more money than you, then you're weak or you're not good enough. But... A lot of men feel if men make more money, they have control. The woman should do what he says because he has control. He makes the money. And a lot of women ain't putting up with that shit no more, you know. A lot of women want to go out and do their own thing. They want to be their own entrepreneurs and be that person. And now it's like, you know, it's like a competition. It's like the in a relationship, you're trying to one-up each other, and it's just like it's a recipe for destruction, you know? It is. I, I agree. I do agree. I mean, and I think that leads to other problems. I mean, like I said, relationship is like a, a job. I mean, you you cannot lay off um, just because you're having a bad day or just because this didn't go your way or that didn't go your way, you know? I mean, like I said, I've been in three long-term relationships. I mean, I'm 35 years old. My my first one started at 18. And it's crazy to think because I I didn't really believe myself to be a person that would be in relationship. It just kind of happened like that. And mm-hmm. for me to have been in each one, it's like I've learned something each time. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, infidelity is, is very bad and it's, it's something that I think people praise nowadays, and from my own personal experience, you know, I'm not proud of, you know, what what has had taken place in my prior relationship, you know, me being 18, I, and it, I didn't really know how to communicate, I didn't know how to get my point across and certain things, and for, for her to understand that I needed a certain thing, you know, 
that was missing from our relationship. And I think even though cheating is never an excuse, you know, it's a never an excuse to cheat out. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is it's lack of having been in a lot of relationships and just starting off. I think that that was just something that I thought was cool. Oh, hey, well, uh, this other girl is showing me attention. I mean, and she didn't show me any attention. So, I mean, why come I can't just do this? And, you know, I'm not going to get caught anyway. So, Therefore, then you just do what you did before. You know, you caught up in a whole web. And so, I, I take it that you you've cheated before. I have, and okay, and, and it's and, and it's not like I said, it's nothing that I'm proud of at all. I mean, looking back on it, looking back on it now, I mean, I kind of chuckle because how I got caught is, you know, being a little cocky. I mean, I'm sitting in the living room carrying on a conversation as if. My significant other was right there in the room. Granted, I kept checking, seeing if she was up, seeing if she was up. And then I just continued my conversation until she popped out with glossy red eyes asking me who I was talking to. And I'm just kind of like, what? And, you know, after that, it kind of just all went downhill. Damn. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was bad. And I felt bad because, of course, you know, I thought she was a woman. I mean, that was my first real relationship, my first, you know, real experience with a woman. And, you know, so I really felt bad because at the end of the day, it was like, you're going to be with me, you're going to be with her. And it's like, why do I have to choose? Like, if you love me, why don't you just stick it out until I figure it out? Very bad mentality of thinking. Yeah. And very selfish, you know? I mean... Like I said, I look back on it now, and I'm like, that was crazy. And it carried on for a little while. You know, it carried on for a while, and finally it all, you know, you know, kind of calmed down, and it went away. You know, it, it, it is what it is now. But coming from experience, you know, trust, communication, and, you know, being faithful to your mate, and those are three things that, I mean, you have to have to Right. Well, see, you know, and that's kind of like the guy situation there, because when you know when guys cheat, will cheat with five and six, seven, eight and nine, ten women, and we do it just really cocky, like you said. We'll just go around and we'll do our own thing. But we get caught, we start apologizing, and we're like, "Oh, what did I do? What do I do?" And, you know, we realize we really love this woman, but just two days ago, you were around town just sleeping with everybody. But the crazy thing is, a woman will forgive you for that. Mm-hmm. They won't forget, but they'll forgive you. But let her just cheat on you with one guy, and you're ready to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, men will sit there, and their whole life will kind of crumble, crumble and crumble. And that's crazy because <laughs> I have to tell you about a situation of mine. I had like um, when I was 19, I fell in love for the first time, and she was she was like a good friend of mine. We were friends. We used to hang out like every day, and it was it was like we were like best friends. So what do you do when you're best friends? You think to yourself, hmm. We get along this great. Maybe we should date, right? Mm-hmm. So 
we start dating, and it all just went to hell. It's like you have a new set of rules now. Why is she not looking at me? Why is she not holding my hand? Why is she not sitting next to me? Why is she not talking to me? Why is she, you know, you start having these different rules, and next thing you know, it causes conflict. Well, that lasted for about three months, and we ended up breaking up. We still talked because we still had a strong connection with each other, and I'm, like, in love with this woman. Fast forward, we're friends, we're friends. We uh, we get kind of distant apart again, then we kind of rekindle it again, and we start talking. And now, mind you, I've never slept with this woman or anything. So we start being friends again about two years down the road, and we finally sleep together, and that made it, like, even stronger because, you know, the connection you have once you do that. Okay. So she tells her best friend that she thinks she's falling in love with me, and I'm just, like, the happiest person in the world. So she tells me, all right, I think we should start dating. Not be together exclusively to start dating. At first I was like, what's up with that, you know? But I didn't think too much about it. I just wanted to be with her to you know, be happy. <clears throat> so it was it was okay. We um we dated for a little while and of course I was the jealous crazy type and everything she did, she'd answer the phone, if she was hanging out with other guys, you know, it was just it was it was insane. And then we just again got back to the arguing and stuff like that. Well she said she didn't want to see me anymore. We wanted to break up and I just kinda of lost it. I'm like what in the hell happened? And I'm going to tell you, it was so bad because, again, like I was telling you, this is my first love, right? Right. I, I ended up quitting my job. I didn't leave the house for two weeks. I was sick. I wouldn't eat. And I was just so miserable to the point where I'm like, I'm never going to get over this girl, you know? And it was just the worst time in my life where I was just like, God, please just kill me now. I don't want to feel this bad anymore. Of course, your right. friends... They're not that helpful. They'll just talk to you a little bit, but you know how guys are. They'll say, yeah. man, you need to quit this mess. Come on, come on. I'll go out there. Come on, I got somebody for you. But you don't want nobody else. You want that person you're in love with. Mm-hmm. So I found out she ended up being with other friends of mine and sleeping with them. And, of course, that just killed me. And, again, I'm cooped up in the house just sick, not having a job, and just, just completely miserable. And then someone told me, you know, the only thing that's going to help you with this is time. Nothing's going to help but time. You've got to get over it. And it took about six months for me to actually get over it. Now, obviously, when I got another job, of course, because, of course, you got to pay bills and stuff. But I, time went by, and I got over it. Now, fast forward that to about 2010. Social media, Facebook, I saw her on Facebook. So I stared I mean, at how her. How did you feel? When I saw her on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, did man, old emotions come up? Old emotions came up, and it's like, uh, this, I felt something go completely through my body, like, oh, my God, it's her. So I stared at her picture for about 48 hours before I hit the friend request. So <laughs> I'm, like, putting my finger all around the friend request, thinking about hitting it. So I hit the friend request. I'm like, God, what's she going to say? Is she going to cuss me out? Is she going to block me? Is she going to be nice? What is she going to do? About an hour later, 
she inboxes me because they didn't have Messenger at the time. And she was like, oh, Mike, hey, I'm so glad I found you. I've been looking for you and all this stuff. So, of course, me being the type of person I am, this is my first love. I'm happy, right? Right. So we get to talking and reminiscing, and we're talking about old times. And one night, I was at the house, and we were talking. Now, during this time, uh, I'm dating someone else, and so is she. And... I start to drink, which is never a good idea when it comes to emotions. Never. And we start talking about what we used to date. And I started telling her things that bothered me. And she said, Mike, I am so sorry. I was childish. I should have done those things. You're so right. And all of a sudden, I just kind of snapped. Just started going off on the stuff like I was 19 again. Right. And she let me vent. 20 minutes into this event, she stops and says, you know what, Mike, maybe we shouldn't talk. You know, this seems like it's still bothering you, and I'm sorry, but it's still talk. When she said that, it's like everything went away. It was like the closure I needed. Right. And, since, and since then, you know, we talked from time to time, but it was like the closure I needed to kind of get over that. But I, right. say, that, I say that to say this, that the only thing that will get you over a relationship is time. You've got to remove them out of your life. You can't see them every day or every other day, but time will do it. And I always told myself, if I can get through that, I can get through anything. So that was kind of my spiel. And, and you know, you know, when you said about the closure, I mean, and some people say, well, closure is not always needed, but I, I do feel that it is because, you know, how you guys started reminiscing and, this and this, and closure is important because when you've been with someone, you know, or had a bond with someone or, you know, a relationship, whatever it is, for so long, you've known someone for so long, and something happens, you know, and you guys bubble, and something goes wrong, you, you need that. You need to understand why you might need to have a breakdown. Like, you need to see why it is that whatever didn't work, didn't work. And, I That's- mean... I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's different for different people, I would think. I mean, you know, I got my closure, um, you know, with her. I mean, we talked and, you know, just figured that even though what we wanted, what we thought we wanted, it just wasn't, you know, for us. And that's okay. I mean, I hated the way it all went down at the end of the day, but I wouldn't change anything because everything – it taught me a whole, whole, whole lot. Well, so, you know, know, I don't, I don't know how you know, gay relationships and heterosexual relationships differ from anything. I, I know they've got to be the same, but I've got to know there's got to be some kind of difference in them. Well, I mean, it's a big difference. I mean, men love. I mean, they love hard, but they love a lot different. I mean, you know, they don't love with. I'm not gonna say. I mean, because that's that stereotype. I'm not going to say that they don't love with emotion. I'm going to say that they don't use as much. I don't think that they believe that certain things matter. They really do. Like and what? just say, um, like, you know, feelings in general. Just say you're, uh, you come in and your wife's having a bad day. Right. And she just wants to talk, 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 talk. 
and all you want to do is just watch TV and drink your beer and, you know, do whatever. So she talks, she talks, she talks, she talks, and you say, oh, yeah, baby, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Um, and I bet you you can tell her not one thing she said. And I've been because, there before. Yeah, because some, cause I'm sure, you know, in the back of most men's mind, oh, don't you have a girlfriend you can talk about like that? I mean, don't you have a friend you can mention about that? And, and I think that's what men, and I think that's why most men get so upset also when it comes to women exploring other women because they feel everything is sexual. You know, right. women can go without sex. I mean, they can go without it for quite a bit. I mean, I've, I've experienced it in a lot of situations and seen a lot. Women can cut it off. And I think men think about everything with the wrong tool at times. I, I really believe that men don't truly understand that sometimes a woman just wants to to lay on you. She just wants to tell you how she feels. She just wants you to be there. She just, her, her what she needs is not for you to, oh, baby, you, know, you want to do this, you want to do this. That's not always what she needs. Well, yeah, and I women, agree with that. I mean, do you not? I mean, yeah. Of, I mean, I figured you would. I mean, as a man, some men, I just don't think that they think things through correctly. And even when a woman tries to explain it to them, they don't want to be willing to listen all the time. And yeah. that comes back to communication. Right. I know men are not always the best communicators, but it's. I think a lot of it has to do with. To be honest with you, I think it's during the course of a relationship, you listen to them talk because always at the beginning of a relationship is always the best because, you know, you're learning each other. You're basically kind of meeting everybody's, meeting each other's representative because you're not telling each other the truth about the way you feel when you first meet. You don't, when you first talk to them and you, they start talking about a subject you don't want to hear about, you're like, I don't want to hear about that. Let's talk about something else. No, you listen, you know. Right. So that's that's what they're basing on. Like, oh, this person's a good listener. And they're really not, you know. If men are doing it, it's like, yeah, I just want to listen to it. I do this for a little while. Maybe she'll give me some, you know. And that's kind of the goal. So I don't know. Like in a a relationship like yours, you you and another woman, now is the emotions easier to deal with? I mean, uh, (laughs) I would say easier sometimes. I mean, I, I couldn't just say easier. I, I will say it's a lot more intense. I will say that you you got to think you, you're taking two of the same force and just boom, boom, boom. I know, and that's, and that's what I was thinking. You know. Like, are both of them crying at the same time? <laughs> you know, right. I'm just like, I don't really know. But, but you know, you, but you have the role, you know. Someone has to be the more dominant, and someone has to be submissive. So... You know, me being dominant, you know, I'm not saying, of course, I'm not pull for macho or whatever, but in certain situations, I'm way more lax than, you know, would be my mate. And, I mean, you know, when you get emotions between two people and, and it's strong and, you know, you get to arguing. And, I mean, I've had bad arguments. I've had a lot of bad, a lot of them. Women are emotional. Emotional creatures. Everything is emotional. You understand me? Everything. And that's why I was telling you 
you know, whether it's with a man, man, woman, woman, a woman and a man, the thing that women thrive off of is emotion. You know, she can, can't stand you seven days a week, seven of them days. But if she's emotionally attached, it's going to take her a while before she actually throws in a towel. If she don't really want you, she'll stick it out for as long as she can until you actually, that last thing, or the, it's going to be one thing that you do, and it's over with. It, See, and men, it's are, over. men are like that. Men are like that, you know, at least on, on my side. You know, it's, you know, it'll be one or two things, and we don't want to deal with you no more. Women are more... You know, they're more accepting when it comes to men's flaws at right. times. So, you know, because, of course, we all have flaws. I have my own. Right. And, I've, you know, I've been married twice, and those women have accepted my flaws, and I've accepted theirs. But it's just I think it's an understanding you have. But at the same time, women, man, you can – and I'll tell you, even when you're married, you come home, and you're about to – you touch the doorknob. Before you walk in, you take a deep breath and go, okay, what am I about to walk into? Is she going to be happy? Is she going to be mad? What is she going to be? It's going to be like a roll of the dice. So you open the door, and bam, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. But but from my experience, I've learned regardless if she's happy or sad, be supportive no matter what, even if you don't agree with her. Why? Because you want to get some sleep at some point of the night. You know? And it it gets to the point, it's it's crazy because even if it's about her friend, just be like, yeah, I know. I don't, yeah, 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 she's a bitch. I don't like her either. I don't even know why you're friends. Are you serious? Yeah, you need to stop messing with her. Even if you don't even care, just say it because she just wants to hear somebody Give her some feedback besides that friend that she's talking about. Right. I agree 100%. I mean, you know, and I've never been married. Um, is I mean, it ha- I'm sure the difference between just being with someone and being married, even though I've heard it's not, it has to be. I mean, was it a difference for you? Uh, it was. But to be honest with you, there's no, not a much difference because I've been in long-term relationships. I was in a relationship for seven years and wasn't married. I mean, we talked about getting married, but, you know, the, the last two years it was just like every day we'd argue about something. But it was, well, like I was telling you earlier, well, we have an apartment together. We have furniture together. We have cars together or we have the cable bill in both our names you know, I don't want to do this. I don't have enough money right now to go on my own. You know, people settle because it's comfortable, and people yeah. don't like to deal with stress. They have enough stress going on at work, going on with your family, going on with your friends, and even in the relationship, you don't need any added stress. So you right. sit there, and next thing you know, 10 years has passed you, and you're like, what the fuck have I done with myself? Yeah. I agree totally. That's what I was speaking on earlier. You know, it, it, it is crazy because, you know, so many women will stay because of a child and, and, you know, I didn't have a dad or, you know, I did have a dad and I want the same for my son or daughter. And regardless of how that man makes you feel, it's it's usually okay as long 
if he's a good father to his child. And, you know, it's crazy because last time I checked, there's no need for anyone to settle for anything because they have kids together. Let's be clear. I see a thousand, you know, friendships, relationships today where people have kids and they go on and lead pretty good lives and, you know, they co-parent. And it's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You know, there's single fathers, there's single mothers. I mean, it sucks in a way. But everything that, you know, happens is not because it's, oh, it's meant to be. I have a baby with him, so I'm meant to be with him forever. It's, that's not how life works. I mean, there's yeah. reasons for things. You well, know? I understand that, too. But what I've, what I've noticed, and this is just me being on the bench watching other relationships as, you know, through friends or family members, I think a lot of the reasons why women get upset when a couple breaks up and they have kids together and they see the father go on to another relationship and this woman happens to have kids and they treat their kids real good, have money to get for the kids, buy them stuff, but they're not buying their own kids stuff. Or they're doing stuff in a relationship that they didn't do with the, their previous relationship and they and the woman gets very vindictive about it and it's very upset because it's like, why didn't you do that with me? You know, why didn't you right. do all this stuff? And I'm not saying in every situation it's a woman's fault because men do the same thing. But a lot right. of it has to do with a man's actions, what he did in the previous relationship. Why did he not do that before? Was there something wrong with her? Was it him just not being a good man? What was it? And that's the big question. I mean, yeah, but that goes back to emotions. Yeah, if, exactly. If women could could, in some situations, set emotions aside because, you know, emotions, when they run high in certain situations, it's not necessarily always good. And in that situation, when someone moves on, and so, you know, I've never been in, you know, the situation of, you know, always treat this and this like that. You know, I've never, but I do know that I would always want the best for my children. And, I mean, if he's moved on, I mean, yeah, it would suck. Of course, he did this and he didn't do it with me. I mean, of course, that doesn't feel good at all. But to see him interact still with his child, you know, do what he's supposed to do, take care of the child and, you know, still be frequent in the child's life, that's the only thing that truly matters. And I yeah. think that people, they, they hurt children that way. You know, bickering, fighting, and, you know, men, like you said, men do it too, you know, trying to, oh, well, he ain't going to do this to my daughter, and he ain't going to be no body in my son's life. I mean, come on now. You know, if you cared that much, you would have did what was possible when you were there. Right. I mean, people, I think, always think about consequences after the fact. And that's why we have so many people that aren't even in love in relationships, the people that are in love ain't even in them. Right. And, and I mean, it, it's that right there is, is so deep that you can walk around your whole life and hold a grudge against someone that you once cared something about. I mean, it is done every day. And Absolutely. I, I, I mean, agree with that. It's, but there's also situations, even with that, you know, not trying to get off the, that part of the subject, but, you know, and it brings up a, a point because a buddy of mine and I were talking at work the other day, and he's been friends with this this woman for a couple of years, and, you know, he's he's basically in love with her, right? Mm-hmm. And she was in a bad relationship. She's got two kids with her uh, ex-husband, 
but he's in a friend zone. And that friend zone is a motherfucker, you know. And what I don't understand is, in my personal experience, women will date men they're not attracted to. Not off first, but they have to have something attractive about them. It may not be physical <laughs> appearance, but it has to be something about them. And they will right. do that. But what they, what what's happening here is this guy, like, he's an all right looking dude. He just, he has a couple weird things about him, but, uh, you know, but she loves him because she, he's always there for her. Um, if she ever needs him emotionally, even financially, just whatever she needs, he's there. And he gets frustrated because she doesn't give him the time of day. And I told him, you know, if you're upset about it, you need to talk to him. He says he does, and she says stuff to make him feel better, and then it goes away, and then it comes back up. But I said, basically, the best thing you're going to have to do is kind of pull away from the relationship. Yeah. And just kind of do your own thing because it's making you miserable and she's getting everything she wants, you know. And he's getting nothing. Right. And it's 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 not fair to him, but at the same time, she told him she wasn't interested in him and he still stuck around. So he's got to take the mm-hmm. blame at some point, you know. So Right. It's, Correct. It's, it's kind of a crazy game that, you know, if, you, you know, women always talk about how they want to, Good man is going to take care of him. That's loyal, and I know he'd be he would be one. But at the same time, I think in some relationships, especially when you get older, you have to give up this idea of the exact person you want to be with, and you got to yeah. take a hit, you got to take a, a hidden couple of categories. But there's some categories that you're not willing to. Well, that's fine, but you got to take a hit somewhere. That's true. Yeah, I agree with that. As you get older, I think that you know your ideal man or woman, you know, changes into what's going to make me happy. And uh, maybe I need to look outside of the box and, you know, step outside of my comfort zone. I think a whole lot of people get overlooked because of that, you know, because they don't have this, because they don't have that. And I'm not saying you get with someone to change them, but you never know what can happen if you give someone a chance and you guys work together. You know, I mean... Everyone's not going to have money. Everybody's not going to be rich. You know, everybody's not going to look like a 10. But as long as that person can do something for you that that brings the good out of you, the best out of you, and together you guys can work to a common goal, even if things aren't perfect. That's not what it's meant to be. But that's why there's always one if, if somebody for everyone. Because you're somebody, you're going to be able to, you know, work through imperfections. And I, I think people need to learn how to get off of the high horse and look more into a person's heart and in their soul. I mean, you can be the finest person and, and not be shit. Well, yeah, I well, mean, that's, that's something I say, too. And I put a post up on Facebook one day, and I said, if you're 35 years old or older and you've never been married, you are the problem. And a lot of people gave me some feedback on it, and it was a negative thing. And I'm not saying necessarily you are the problem that's a negative thing. It's because what you have chosen has gotten you to a point where you're not in a relationship to get married or someone hasn't chosen you to be their wife or husband. If you're 35 years old and you haven't been married, it's because of your life choices. It's your decision-making. You are the problem. If you want to get married, but it's got to be. 
You're 35 I years mean, old. Telling me you're not married by 35? Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree and disagree with that because, you know, I've been with someone for two years and someone for 12 years and now someone for three. And I do agree in the middle of that 12-year thing probably should have been. I mean, but at the same time, that goes back to settling. Just because you want to be with someone you've been with for so long doesn't mean that's who you're meant to be with. And I've seen people 35 been married three, four, four, five, six times. Yeah, I, I'm I not. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to marry because you look like the one I want to be with forever today. I'm going to marry you because I love you and because it's something that I see in you that deserves that type of, you know, you know, basically, I guess, title, you know, that type of love, that type of affection, you know, from me. I'm not just going to give it to you. Well, what do you consider, like, a, a, how long should you date somebody before you get married at least? What is, like, the least amount of time in your opinion? Um, I mean, I think that after, I mean, at least probably, I mean, being, being honest and know someone, probably a good three to four years. Jesus Christ, are you serious? I mean, the, but the thing is, of course, I mean, I see people marry someone, been with somebody for 20 years, and not even know them. Yeah, I, I agree it, too, but. I mean, I that, that's a big. Different struggles for folks. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. Because you got to think, just because you dated for, what, six months a year, maybe you move in with each other uh, on the second year, that don't mean you know them by any means. I know, but I'm the type of person I feel if I put a year into this relationship, I want to go somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but it can go baby session. You can be engaged to get married and be engaged for another year. Well, that's that's how I look at it, but at the same time, I'm looking at it as, okay, I've invested in this, you know, emotionally and financially, and you know how I am when it comes to money. Okay. I've put in X amount of dollars into this relationship for us to do this or that and all this, and I'll, you know, I want to get my money's worth, and it probably shouldn't look at it like that, but yeah, that's that goes not, back to the argument that we were having the other day about how, you know, people, you know, men, for one, pay for sex. And I say, I, my opinion is, either you're paying for it directly or you're paying for it indirectly. And the directly, of course, is a business deal, I guess you would say. But indirectly is you're in a relationship. You're forking out money for dates, traveling, gifts, and stuff like that. It's all going to cost money at some point. But but is that, but are you paying for sex because you're paying for meals? Trips? And do you yeah, really feel I, I, that I, way? I do. I really think you're putting down payments on that stuff. No. I, I mean, to an extent, to an extent, I mean, because I, I, I myself have said, oh, oh, I done did this, and so you know what's up. What you go? So I can understand that. Now, what do you consider a date? How much do you think a date should cost going out? So your first date with this girl you really like and you're going out, how much should you spend? Do you have a dollar amount that you go by? Mm, I mean, you know, if it's going to be, you know, a nice little date, I say, you know, anywhere from, I don't know, at the most, 
A hundred. Yeah. See, you I'm know, about a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, you taking a nice dinner and you know, maybe you know, like a little go car ride or something after maybe a movie or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some kind of little um, golf or, or something like that. I mean, so you figure to spend a hundred dollars, but the thing is, is you can't be spending a hundred dollars expecting something though. I mean, that's you may expect that. A lot of guys think, though. A lot of guys. Well, that's, think. that's true. But see, that, that's the thing that goes back to why women, some women, you know, I'm not gonna say all, look to other women because they always think incorrectly. Why are you spending a hundred dollars hoping, not not even guaranteeing, to get sex from a woman when if you you care about her for something interesting you think that is about her. That should not be a problem anyway. Well, I mean, and not all guys do. I'm just saying, it's like when you start putting in the money and then two months into it, you end in section, it's like, does this person really like me or like the fact that I spent money on her to go out and do stuff? But I mean, but during that time, but, but, but two months, you know, I'm sure sex has come up in the conversation. You know, yeah, I mean, and you, yeah, you kind of sure. know where she's at. If she's like that, I have that 90-day rule or I don't want sex before marriage, and you still continue yeah. to go, then that's your own fault. That's your agenda, and you still yeah. do it. You can't complain about it anymore. But isn't that what men want, a woman that's not promiscuous, a woman that they can't just get in the bed right when they spend $100? Ain't, ain't that the yeah. goal? It's the goal, but it's also – not what see? we want. And because, see, that's because us saying. guys, we want our cake and we want to eat it too, you know. And, <sighs> and it doesn't work like that. But I don't know when it comes to, like, or, uh, a relationship when it comes. Now, of course, I know how when it comes to men and women. I don't know how it comes to women and women and men to men. So I don't know if relationships with women and women are easier when it comes to stuff like that or men to men. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, have experiences from what I've heard. I mean, I just feel that if I really see something in you I like, if I see, you know, something in you that I'm really interested in, regardless of it, don't have nothing to do with money, none of that. If I want to spend time with you, I'm going to spend time with you. You know, if we go on a couple of days to go do that, if we go vibe, we go vibe. And the thing is, at the end of the day, the sex will come naturally. I think a lot of people try to put oh, well, we've been killed two months and we've been this much and nothing happened. Okay, shut up and just talk. Just be with someone. Just get to know somebody. You know, souls connect. That's another thing that men lack. They expect, expect, expect instead of just shutting up and you just don't never know what you're going to get. It. Hell, it could be on a Thursday. But men often fuck it up before they even get it. And I know a lot of people agree with me on that. Well, yeah. Y'all have a big problem with doing that. You know, I mean, and and that's true. But the thing is, is you can go get a hooker and shit, do you? Right then. So what's the difference? What's the difference? Why would you put a down payment on a woman that has morals when you can just go buy a hoe in? You see what I'm saying? You can yeah, easily do that. I mean, I see what you're saying on that. But it's like, you know, again, that's where, where that comes in where you have your cake and you want to eat it too. I want yeah, them to pick I mean, who I want, and I want them to do what I want when I want them to do it. And that comes yeah. back to the alpha male being in control of the relationship. 
That's very true. But you want your woman not to be a hoe, but you go glorify the hoes on social media. That also. And, and you know, that's crazy because women, that's what they're trying to be like, not knowing that men ain't no telling how many dudes these women sleeping with. And, I mean, they men talking about, oh, you a hoe, and you don't sleep with this, man. I mean, all you got to do is look to another dude's direction, and you got to be a hoe. But men are much more sensitive than they proclaim. Y'all just hide it real well, but y'all some jealous creatures. It it hits y'all. Y'all just don't want to act like y'all give a damn. Right. You know. But, as I mean, it's give and take, I guess. I mean, relationships will always be a big topic, and it's going to always, you know, revolve around social media and infidelity and cheating lies, love, all that stuff. I guess that's the beauty of relationships, you know, ups and downs. I mean, it, it love is life. Life is love. I mean, you know, so I guess in a way it's a, a good thing. Relationships can be good. I feel they can also be as bad as you make them. You know. I agree. And it's it's a, it's with the person that you with. So I mean, just kind of sum up everything. I mean, I I tell people if you want to be in a relationship, stay off of social media. <laughs> Correct. Because social media will fuck everything up. Because I've seen it. I've seen people post, oh, you know, they'll put their relationship changed. They just got married to so and so. Next day is team single and. I'm, I'm I'm ready yeah. to do my own thing. Yep. God yep. got me, and you're yep. like, what? <laughs> That's correct. I, I do they agree. They deleted 175 pictures in two hours. I'm like, yeah, you ain't nothing did. better to do than delete mm. a bunch of pictures. Yeah, I mean, screenshot a hundred thousand memes. I mean, you know, indirectly, you know, trying to talk about. I mean, they do it every day. I mean. It, it, it's just entertainment, really. It is, know. because what two things sell in, in life nowadays, drama and sex. Those two things oh, yeah, of course. a billion-dollar yeah. company, and it will always yeah. make money. As long as there's drama, you know, there's going to be people laughing in your face. But a lot of people, yeah. including myself, get on social media and see this stuff, and then you think to yourself, you know what? My life is not that bad from what I just saw. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I will say, I will agree with that. I'll second you. I mean, it's really not. But here's the problem. You're on social media with your friends and family, and you talk bad about this person, man or female, and the next thing you know, you're back together, you're at Thanksgiving dinner, and everybody's looking at you crazy because you just told all your business, and then you're still together, and you just look foolish. You do. And, I mean, you just got to take that. If somebody says something, you got to take that. I mean, you know, you was in your feelings, and, you know, trust me, if you done posted a status, at least somebody done saw it. And they show sure won't talk about it at the Thanksgiving table. You may not hear it, but somebody will say something. Mm-hmm. They do. And she just post something about him. I mean, damn, I mean, they send us an email address, and you know how people just gossip. They love it. Like you said, drama. They love it. Hell, I'm not going to lie, I love it, especially drama that's not mine. Right, that's exactly how. Oh so, yeah, and it's, I that's just like foolishness, foolishness yeah. that makes me laugh and stuff like that, which is is always fun. But you know, at some point, 
you got to kind of look on the other side. This person's really hurting, but it's your own damn fault for putting it on social media. Yeah, that's, that's true. But, yeah. You are right. Well, this has been you kind of right. a uh, uh, crazy, crazy and personal talk about relationships. And that's a good thing about, about these podcasts is because you can kind of get that one-on-one, kind of listen to everybody's point of view when it comes to relationships kind of personally, and, and especially we're talking about social media. And a lot of people out there that will listen to this, hopefully, will will be able to sympathize and uh, relate to this because they've experienced, A, because, of course, everybody's on social media, and B, just, just through the relationships that they've been through. And that's why I shared one of my personal relationships the first time I fell in love. And Of course, I'd right. never say her name because I don't want people to, you know, right. who this person yeah. was, but... You know, I'm sure somebody can relate to it. I'm sure that's how you feel as well. Right, yeah, and I do. And and uh, it was something that, you know, that was in my past. And like I said, that it teaches you certain things. So I, I really, you know, enjoy to share that with everybody, you know. And, and we're glad to share our point of views on, you know, this subject because it, it is really a deep and heavy subject. So, you know, we're glad to be able to do that. And we hope, you know, Y'all enjoy it and, you know, like, give us some feedback. Tell us what y'all think and, you know, what y'all believe and what your beliefs are. You know, maybe what you want to, the next subject to be, you know. Yeah, and that's what we're going to do. I mean, this was kind of our, you know, test run when it comes to it. So we had to pick a subject that was going to kind of, you know, cater to everybody as a whole. So relationships is always a, a touchy subject. But what I want to do is I want to thank everybody that's listening, uh, for giving us a shot. I know there's a 10,000, I say 10,000, there's 10 million podcasts out there. And, you know, I just hope this is something that people actually want to listen to. But, um, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the first episode of Houston and Scruggs. And we've got many more coming. So, again, thank you. Thanks, thanks guys. Thank you all.